lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored, eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10, and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Berto and Jim. How's it going, Jim? Um, all is good, sir. Made my, um, um, I don't, what's the phrase when you go like every three weeks to some places at a tri-weekly kind of thing? Maybe? Something like that. Um, yesterday went and did my tri-weekly uh, visit to the uh, butcher shop about 45 minutes away and had a uh, buddy go with me. We stopped at a little diner across the street, had some farm fresh eggs for a couple of omelets and picked up, um, we were just talking bacon before we came on the air and picked up um, probably not enough to last me an entire week um, of going solely bacon, but enough to make me happy for at least two weeks. So coolers were filled and uh, the freezer is stocked. So it's good. Always a good thing. I am. Yeah, I recently started a mail order meat delivery service that's based here in in Texas, and uh, they've uh, they've delivered some pretty good stuff for us so far. We're uh, we're we're uh, we haven't been using it as fast as we get it, so I need to to step up my game a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's been good stuff so far. Uh, Berto, what's new? Well, by the time this airs, uh, Girl Scout cookie season will be in full swing, and both of my daughters are Girl Scouts, which makes me a Girl Scout delivery dad. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies delivery dad. So, uh, I mean, between, you know, obviously the full-time gig and then still trying to get the part-time gig squared away on top of podcasting and everything else, I got to add that to the mix. But we're doing good. Started off with a bang. I mean, the first shop I went into, first three people that I ran into in that shop bought 15 boxes of cookies. So (laughs) (laughs) So is good. If the goal is the slang sugar, we are slanging sugar like the best of them. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Very cool. All all things, I mean, 
you say what you want about the cookie program and, you know, Girl Scouts in general, they, they, opinions vary, but to, to get a little girl out of their shell and to get them talking to strangers and to be able to get them to do quick math and, and look people in the eye and, and that kind of thing, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, that, that alone is, is, that's a life lesson everyone can use. I, I absolutely agree. And that, that and the spirit of entrepreneurship is absolutely uh, a good thing in my, in my opinion, because it is something that you, you know, it teaches them the value of work in exchange for money and, um, and connecting. And like you said, connecting with people and, and getting out of their comfort zone, that, that stuff is huge, um, to get, to get into people's, into these little ones heads early so that they don't deal with, um, resistance to such things later on in life. Uh, so yeah. Can you give us a a quick, um, example of how the girls are going to be doing this with all the COVID, uh, masks and, social distancing and everything uh they've they've gone a bunch of different ways like they have their own like personal online like code so you could actually go to the go to the girl scouts website place your order put in her code and then get them delivered to you and then she'll still get credit for the sales uh cookie booths are actually still happening just um you know obviously a little bit different we're trying to stay away from uh stay as far away from people as possible but i mean if you if you if you break it down and you think about kids and product on one side of a table and then like signs on the other side of the table and, you know, they able to have hand sanitizer and everybody's paying electronically these days. It's right. not that and it's out and on top of it all. Like you have to do this outside. No establishments let the girls inside, which was what makes it miserable when you live like in the upper Midwest, because you're outside this time of year, we're down here with 70 degrees and they had a little bit of rain today. So that's not that big of a deal, but so you're outside as it is. Uh, a lot of it's pretty much, other than handing off a box of cookies, a lot of it's 100% contactless. So they they seem to be doing all right. Good, good for them. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk business a little bit here, real quickly. A quick reminder to our listeners that we would appreciate any support that you guys can offer in terms of either referencing our podcast to your friends and family, uh, leaving a po- a review or a comment on uh, either Apple uh, podcast or on Amazon with the audible application. Uh, there's a couple other platforms I think that do comments as well. Uh, but really that, that helps drive the engine as you might know. Also, you can connect with us in uh, quite a few different ways. Uh, you can connect with us through our website and all of our social links, the groups and the Facebook page all for the podcast at theketomansclub.com. And you can also email us at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, last but very much not least, and we'd love to hear from you, you can either do a text or leave a voicemail at 512-518-6161. That would um, be a great way to connect with us as well. So there's quite a few different ways to connect with us, and we'd love to hear any feedback that you have, um, any comments or ideas that you have. We actually had somebody email us the other day with some great ideas, and we're hoping to uh, develop that out a little bit here here in the future. So that will be really cool. Uh, and then um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think there's any other news going on right now, right, Jim? 
no, we're we're all good, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right in. We want to uh, be mindful of our time with um, our guests today. And so uh, let's dive into our uh, shout outs real quick. Jim, let's start with you. Uh, my shout out is to Mark Ryder. And I've never really engaged with Mark too much in the group, but he posted up a photo a few days back, um, his uh, first, he calls it, from September 2019, then kind of an in-between from March 2020, and then a third one uh, from January 2021. Uh, just says that it took a while to find some pictures, as when you're heaviest, you avoid the camera. Um, as much as I don't like to see these photos, I, abs- I absolutely need to, because I need to remember that life. Why did I hate myself and find peace with the past? Uh, believe in yourself. Know you can uh, be the change for yourself. Own it and be who you want to be. Goes from uh, what looks like um, in the in line for dinner, so to speak. Uh, one of those pictures where you don't know somebody is taking your photo, so you don't suck it in. You don't put your chin up in the air to try and lose one of the three that he has or whatever. To the now photo in the gym, good sweat, you know, lean and mean. So congratulations to Mr. Mark Ryder. Very cool. Berto? I am going to go with our uh, former guest and friend, uh, Mark Sartoris, who uh, got himself into a bit of a fender bender. And judging by the looks of the car, it was not comfortable for him. Uh-uh. Uh, looks like he broke his arm in the process and, you know, posted a couple pictures of some hospital stays, but uh, didn't slow that guy down one bit. He's uh, still doing what he's got to do. And his, uh, his humor and uh, good attitude is still around. And, you know, some things can definitely knock you off your game, but, uh, this one didn't put him back at all. No, no, not at all. He's uh, been a trooper through the whole thing. Uh, I am shouting out Matt Weiss. He's got a uh, bit of an experiment going on right now, a sponsored experiment, um, no less, which is really cool to uh, get to see a good opportunity for him. He is doing nothing but bacon and he's nine days in and has already (laughs) lost 10 pounds. Uh, That just, that's you know jim you you referenced this a minute ago where you you were saying that you know it's not enough you didn't get enough bacon to be able to let it be all that you ate uh for the for the two weeks but you got enough Mm -hmm. that you'll be happy for the next couple weeks and so yeah it's uh it, it seems that he's getting a good uh result from what he's doing uh don't, he doesn't list how much he's eating um on the posts but yeah he after nine days of straight you know, nothing but bacon. He's lost over 10, uh, just right at 10 pounds. Um, I, I call that a win in my book. Uh, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's our shout outs. And so let's go into, uh, let's, let's introduce our guest. Berto, why don't you take it away? Sounds good to me because I know him just as good as you guys do. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, I, what I was originally going to say was we have intersecting circles, but that intersecting circle is just gourmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Alex Poro, uh, a lot of you guys may follow him online or on Instagram. I know I do. Um, I only my only interactions I ever have with this guy is through comments via Instagram and listening to him on other people's podcasts. But one thing became apparently clear. Uh, very, very quickly when, when you have a conversation with this guy is, is this guy has the warrior mindset of the likes of which very few people have. Uh, and it turns out this is his month to go carnivore. We're, uh, so that, that kind of just plays in. So let's just, uh, let's just have a good old conversation with this guy. See what he's got to say. 
Absolutely. Alex, welcome to the show. So, Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So we always kind of start at the prelude. You know, what, okay. you know, before you realized there was a reason to take back your health, before the, there, you knew that there was a crisis, tell us a little bit about who you were before that and uh, kind of where you come from and, and things like that. And then we'll let that naturally transition into your health journey. Okay. Well, first I had, I had to check and make sure that this wasn't an ambush having the, uh, the, the carb guy on a keto podcast, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'll introduce myself. Um, so my name is Alex Poro. Um, I weighed in at a whopping 480 pounds, uh, just under four years ago. And, uh, um, possibly even heavier at like 500, but you know, we'll go with the recorded weight, uh, at 480 pounds and, um, you know, just going way, way back. Uh, my weight has always been a problem. Um, me just like a lot of, you know, guys who listen to your podcast and are a part of your, your Facebook group. Uh, I was addicted to food and addicted to all the wrong foods being that, and, uh, just overeating, eating the wrong things, making terrible decisions, um, and not being relatively active, uh, growing up just led to, you know, my, my breaking point that, uh, that day when I stepped on a pal scale and saw that number. And I, I just, from then knew that I needed to change. Alex, how tall are you? I am a, a ginormous five foot nine. Um, I was probably, I think it was five foot 10, but I think some of the, uh, fat that I lost on the bottom of my foot, I, I went down five, nine. Yeah. And how old are you again? I am 28 years old, 28 years old. So I, I mean, for, for, I like to think I, I I'm glad that I, I caught it a, a little younger. So I'm glad that, you know, it didn't, it didn't pass me by. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier, you guys were talking about earlier, uh, my good friend, your good friend, uh, Mike Gorman. So I'm glad that I had that, that moment at, you know, 24. So. So you're the transformation that you post, that's four years. I actually surprisingly, I lost it really quick. Um, when you guys talk about that, that warrior mindset that I have, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, I lost 265 pounds in 15 months. Um, and I've kept it off. I've, I've lost more like the, the gold number that I had in my mind was I was 480 and I wanted to be 225. It's just a random number. I didn't put a date on it. I was just like, Hey, 225 sounds good. Um, and I was able to lose that in 15 months. And you know what I mean? To a lot of people, I, it was like shocking to me. It was shocking. Um, but yeah, being able to keep it off for, you know, this upcoming, um, March is going to be four years. That's, you know, what's obviously really important is finding that sustainability and, you know, finding those routines and habits that continue to help me keep it off and continue to transform and push new goals and, you know, keep going forward. When did the weight start kicking in? Was it, I mean, were you always a big kid or high school, college? How did it start? Yeah. Um, I want to say it's like a running joke, um, with me and my older brother. I think, I, I don't know. I was maybe like five or six years old and 
I stepped on a, a grocery store uh, scale and I think I was already like 150 pounds or something. I was like, I don't know. I was really young, but I was really heavy. And some guys like, boy, you're a hundred pounds. Like I was just always big, like always eating the wrong foods. But I think it really started to pile on um, after graduating high school because I didn't really further my education. I really wasn't that interested in um, in school. And uh, I just picked up a regular, you know, nine to five job at a grocery store, probably the worst place for somebody who struggles with food to work at. And um, I was working in the dairy and frozen foods department. So if anybody ever had a question or needed a review on ice cream, I was their guy. Um, But it just really started to pile on, honestly, after high school, just like I said, working there, drinking the chocolate milk, ice cream. Um, it just—it was just a comfort. I, I was in a relationship that turned into a marriage, and it just—I was comfortable. I wasn't being judged by anybody. I didn't have that high of expectations from anybody or myself. So it's just one thing led to another, and you know, yearly physicals at the doctors. I—I I didn't know my weight because the doctor scale only went to three fifty. So it just took that one day stepping on a pallet scale and seeing that I got that heavy that, you know, I woke up finally. That's just, uh, that that's, I don't want to be funny, but that's kind of heavy. Like that, yeah. that's a lot to take in and to, to process. And I, the, the good news is, at least in, in this company, all of us have had a moment like that where you, you hit that wall, you hit that breaking point. Um, so, you know, obviously none of us were at that weight, but it, yeah. did, it didn't matter what our weight was. That moment of I've got to change something. Yeah. We, we all hit that wall the same. And so we, we uh, found our ways to do that. So let's, you know, I, you, you jokingly said, you know, that the carb guy, you know, thing, <laughs> you, you have been one of those people that that's kind of been a moderate, um, you just find, you know, eat, um, eat your macros, you know, using the caloric deficit to your advantage, things like mm. that. Um, talk us through at least in the initial, the initial phase, what was it that you, what protocol did you go into? Like, what what did you find that was working for you, uh, especially early on? But just uh, that to get your the ball rolling and the weight dropping off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in the very beginning, I kind of did what like anybody else would do, and I kind of did that that comparison thing, and you know, went to the internet and uh, went to Instagram, found these other all these other people who had success, and you know, started picking and pulling and seeing what I could do. And I never per se did keto, um, but I did pretty much just a low carb, clean eating thing. You know what I mean? I knew my problem was, was with soda, was with chocolate milk. And then obviously, you know, my thing is like Oreos and you, you name it. Um, so just cutting out the junk and going from eliminating liquid calories and just going straight water and cleaning up my diet a little bit. My first month, obviously I was at an extremely high number. My first month I lost 40 pounds Mm. and then, you know, it slowed up to 20 and then 10, 15, you know what I mean? It was up and down, up and down, but I really didn't have that much of a structure. It was just more stop eating junk, you know, stop 
with the soda stop with chocolate milk. Um, but yeah, just if, if we had to put a diet term, it was just like a low carb, but bodybuilding type diet, just like five, six meals a day. Um, logging my food on my fitness pal. So just like a lot of, a lot of, uh, lean proteins, a lot of, you know, I was kind of afraid of rice in the beginning. So I was doing, you know, cauliflower rice. So kind of keto, but you know, not with the, uh, with the higher fat ratios. And didn't you go for a stretch where you just pretty much ate the exact same thing for an extremely <laughs> long time? Yeah. And I, I still kind of do like, I'm doing, like you guys said earlier, I'm doing, um, January 1st, I started, you know, it's world carnivore month. And I just listened to the episode that you guys dropped, um, with the carnivore doctor. Um, and I decided because I like going all in, I'm doing carnivore right now and I'm doing 75 hard and I'm doing carnivore for 75 days. So, but, uh, same thing. Like my, my food is just very repetitive because that's just the type of person that I am. Um, just like when I cook, it's just like an assembly line type thing. So right now I'm pretty much eating the same thing every day. Um, I do, I do eggs and, you know, I've picked up a couple of things from, uh, from guys on Instagram from like Gourmet. I just do like eggs with, uh, with Kerrygold and then, you know, I'm switching it up, uh, with the proteins, but like meatballs or, you know, ribeye, sirloin, um, you know, pulled pork in the crock pot. But I'm just a very repetitive person. And I know, you know, that type of thing doesn't work for everybody. So whenever people ask me what I eat or how, what I ate to lose all the weight, I really can't preach it because, you know what I mean? It's just not, not for everybody, but you got to find what works for you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Because like, for me, like, you know, I could cook some pretty extravagant stuff, but most of the time it's, it, I'm just repeating the same meals over and over again. It pretty much revolves around beef. So it's like, it's like once I have a goal in my mind, the steps it takes to get there are it's just necessary and it's it's just what I'm gonna do. Like I don't need variety. Like yeah. I could just say this is the goal, this is what I gotta get there. If I can nail down these macros and this food to a science day by day, well then I don't gotta worry about that. I just gotta cook the same thing every day and then focus on the goal itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean variety is nice, um, but also being well, not right now, but being at the where I'm at now with my mindset and my comfort level with food after this challenge is done, it's nice being able to go out to a restaurant and not worry and not log my food. Like, honestly, I haven't logged in my fitness pal for, I don't know, over a year, two years besides right now, because I'm still playing around with it, making sure that, you know, obviously there's going to be little traces of, of carbs and like eggs and, and cheese and stuff. But, you know, just, playing around with this new diet that I'm doing, but it's nice sticking to something that, you know, and then, you know, it's just, it's a lot easier. When you started losing all of this weight, what was the reaction <laughs> from the people around you? Um, I mean, 40 pounds is obviously a huge amount to lose in a month's time. And, but yet when you're at, you know, 480 yeah. or so, I hate yeah. to say this was 40 pounds really noticeable for those around you. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's, it comes down to, I don't know what the statistic is, but like, um, it takes X amount of days for you to notice something, but people around you notice it sooner. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I was pretty big. I was wearing, you know, looking back before that palette scale day, um, a couple months before that I was at a wedding 
and I was wearing size 70 pants and a 7XL custom vest. Um, I didn't have a suit because, I mean, I'm sure I could have had one custom made, but that would have been a fortune. And it was a hot summer day in Florida. So I wasn't trying to do that. Um, but just, I, I really, besides, you know, the scale moving, I didn't really notice the physical changes for a while. But, you know, one of the things that is preached a lot in the weight loss, you know, community is those little non-scale victories. So, you know, people were saying it and that felt great. You know, people pumping you up on Facebook, on Instagram, saying you're doing so great. But it really came down to me, like noticing that I could, you know, tie my shoe. I, I could put my socks on. I could mm-hmm. bathe myself properly. Um, those, you know, that was really what was it for me? You know, the scale moving was great. And, but just, just those being able to do, just being able to live life and not, you know, find so much, you know, dependency on other people. So like how, how soon did that kick in for you? And kind of what was that revelation moment of, either what what was the moment itself or what was it like whenever you realized okay this is working i'm i'm seeing a change and it and did it fuel your fire or did it kind of like mess you up a little bit oh no it definitely did um you know it felt great um cuz it all started it was always a pretty solo ride for me um you know i just started working out in my neighborhood a couple people were noticing you know you get you know good job. Hey, how are you? Just walking in the neighborhood. And then I progressed to the neighborhood gym. And then, you know, I, I started going to Planet Fitness and it just feels good. People start noticing, people start talking to you. Um, you start getting a little comfortable taking your headphones off and making conversation. And it really feels good, like not being stared at as the, you know, the amusement park ride, but as a person. And you know, it's really hard to say, but you really do start getting treated differently, you know, especially um, long term once I lose all the weight. Like I've I've held the same job since I've lost all the weight and there's been at least a couple, a handful of, you know, experiences. But I remember one time I had a, uh, a delivery at a at a condo building and the guy asked, what happened to the big guy? Whatever happened to that big guy? Did he die? <laughs> You know? Oh, yeah. wow. no. Oh, I take bad. my laughter. Yeah, it was bad. And I was kind of like shocked by it. So I'm pretty open about my, my, I just like pulled out my little loose skin in my stomach. I'm like, right here. That's me. That was me. That was me. Um, so, but it is, you know, it is different. Like you, you definitely, it's unfortunate, but it's just, that's just how we're programmed. And like you do get treated a little differently and it feels good, but it also takes you back a little bit. Like, man. So. And you definitely built up some character in you. Cause when I look at some of the videos you post, you, know, <laughs> you, you had just mentioned loose skin. And, and one yeah. thing that I have like amazed by is that like, you just don't care. Like, you're no like, shame. Here, no like shame. here it is. Like, this is what it is. Here's where I'm at. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, you are an absolute monster underneath <laughs> all that loose skin. It's like when you yeah. these pictures, it's like I've never seen a guy that's like so big and so vascular, but at the same time, you grab you know a big old flap of loose skin and start bouncing around. You're like, this is what it is. You know, like um, you're big, you're strong. Um, I, I think you're is that CrossFit? You do a lot of CrossFit, right? 
think it was CrossFit. Uh, they, yeah, they actually just closed up, but, you know, I keep the ball rolling. But, yeah, CrossFit was huge. CrossFit was a huge part. Um, you know, I had already lost all the weight, but that helped me get to that next level. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, the loose skin, I mean, my body, I've just always been, I've always been comfortable. Unfortunately, and fortunately, like some of my best pictures was like a random, wasn't even, I didn't even tell my mom to like, Hey, take these pictures, take these pictures. But I didn't, I didn't care. Like I was 400, those beach pictures that I always post, I was 440 pounds. Like I, that was first month in just on a beach, no shirt. People were looking at me. It's fine. I think what hurts the most is, you know, the little kids looking at you, like I said, like an amusement park ride. Cause they don't know any better and they'll say some, you know, smart things for my mom to the moms and be like, wow, look at that guy. And, you know, they don't know any better, but yeah, I mean, I've just always been, I've just always been comfortable in my skin. And I think that's like one of my, I don't want to say like best traits, but yeah, the, the loose skin now, if people ask me all the time, like, Oh, don't you want to get surgery for that? Oh, aren't you going to get surgery for that? I'm like, it's, I live in South Florida and like everything here is plastic. So there's no medical coverage and it's about $20,000, which I can think of a lot of other things I would do with that money, you know, if it doesn't bother me. It's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's certainly one of those things uh, that you have to, to deal with a little bit because you do have to, you, you probably very similar to uh, John Glaude, uh, better known on Instagram as obese to beast. Uh, you probably, probably have to do the compression wear and things like that mm-hmm. to try to hold things in place that yeah. uh, w- me with my little bit of loose skin that I have from the weight loss that I've had, if I go running, that stuff bounces all oh, yeah. sorts of around and it's totally <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. That, yeah. That's worse than the running itself yeah. uh, sometimes as far as uh, pain or discomfort. And so you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're giving yourself an applaud. That's what I say. Whenever I'm running, I don't want to press it's like, I don't know if I'm playing, I don't know if I'm watching Jumanji or if somebody's behind me clapping, but yeah, I, I definitely get it. <laughs> but, um, no compression was definitely, like you said, with obese to beast, I actually met that guy. He's pretty, he's pretty cool. Yeah. He's, he's pretty cool. cool <laughs> I don't agree um, with him on everything, but he's yeah, a cool dude. Yeah. Um, I, but for like CrossFit specifically, compression is a must because you do, I mean, my skin isn't that, I have a lot, but it's not to the point that it's going to flap in my face, but on things like power snatches, power cleans, like box jumps, you need to tuck that guy in because it could get in the way of, you know, certain things. But, um, yeah, I mean, and sometimes I used to get some rashes, you know, some people get a lot of pain and discomfort from it, but I've just been fortunate. I haven't. So. So one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we talked about is along the way, and it looks like it was uh, early 2020, you did mm-hmm. a contest prep. And we're in a bodybuilding competition. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us like about that. that process because, uh, you know, it, it's, it's one thing to be the guy on Instagram that has the extra loose skin. That's, you know, winning the world. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole nother level to put yourself out there in the real world on stage, loose skin and all, but killing it because you know, <laughs> you're killing it. You mean, you mean not just doing it for likes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it for the gram. Um, so that was just kind of like a spur of the moment. Like I was just, that was just a, a 2020, why not? Let's do it. You know, what, what, can, what else can go wrong? What can go right in 2020? Um, you know, I knew a couple people people um, on Instagram and I saw them posting like, oh, this summer shredding and I've heard about it. And what it is, is there's this bodybuilding show in Texas and it was supposed to be for summer, but 
COVID, 2020, all that. So it got pushed back a little bit till October. And I saw some mutual people saying that they were going to do it and that they had started prep and they're working with a coach and all this other stuff. And um, nothing against it, but I've just always been like a kind of raw dog. Like, let me try it out, see what happens, go with the type guy. I mean, I've, I lost the weight myself. I kind of figured out like my macros myself, like how to train different body parts, YouTube, Instagram, you name it. I just like figuring stuff out my, you know, trial and error. I like figuring out stuff myself. So I already knew how to do like some bodybuilding stuff. And, you know, a couple were saying like, oh, you know, you should really stop doing CrossFit. Well, I love doing CrossFit, so I'm not going to stop that. Um, So I just took it upon myself and I put it into the universe. I, you know, said, hey, I'm going to do this. And I actually started switching on my diet. You know, I didn't know what I was doing again. Just started cutting back carbs, you know, just to try and deplete and, you know, get a little, a little extra fluff off. And, uh, it was just, it was an experiment. And funny thing is it was pretty, not that it's like extremely expensive, but it is, it is an expense. You know, there was the show entry fee. There was, you know, the flight, there was the tanning, all these other things. And I'm just a normal dude. So I was like waiting, waiting, waiting to sign up until I knew that I could, you know, square it away. And then I went to go sign up and it was sold out the, you know, the admittance was sold out and I was just, I was like, oh, wow. I put this, I put this all over Instagram. I said I was going to do it. So I was DMing the company, nothing sold out. Sorry, we can't do anything. Sorry, we can't do anything. So I, you know, I didn't give up. I was still training hard, but I was like, okay, I don't need to be this lenient with my diet. Um, and then it was like two weeks before and they DM me that they had an opening, jumped on it, jumped on it. And I was just back on the ball. I was back, had my head in the game. And, uh, you know, there, there, it takes a lot like bodybuilding. It's not for everybody. And it's, it's probably one, you know, I'll probably do another show. Um, just because, um, the rock is doing a show in Atlanta, which isn't too far from me, but it really comes down to a lot more than just wearing, you know, getting half naked and stepping on stage. Like there's posing and all this other stuff. And when I showed up in Texas, I was a little, I was a little, you know, overwhelmed. Like there was guys there. I didn't make any announcements. Like I kind of, you know, I was just, like you said, like that warrior mindset. I kind of just, I went a little quiet. I, w- I went training. I wasn't really posting much and I kind of just showed up and there's all these dudes and they're just in there and they're flexing like the ways to, I don't know, make their, their, uh, their back wings, like <laughs> extreme. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I was completely out of my element. Like these were real bodybuilders and I just kind of stepped on stage and you know what I mean? Like personality kind of just kicked in. Like I, I got up there, I jiggled and wiggled, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my extra skin. Uh, everybody else was wearing like professional, like training trunks. My, my, uh, trunks were, it looked like a sprinkled ice cream cone. So it was just like personality for me. And honestly, like the best part was everybody had to submit a video that there was like 40 guys. And if you were in the top, I want to say 10, your video got played and you didn't know. So you were just sitting behind stage and you heard, you know, if you heard your voice, you were in, you were on to the next round. So I kept hearing other people, other people kept getting called up, kept getting called up. And then I heard my voice, you know, I heard the beginning of my video. And I mean, your heart just sinks because you've already put in all this work to lose the weight outside of this. And then it just becomes real. And then you go to the next round where they're calling out the trophies and, you know, they're saying all the people's names and their badge numbers. 
And it's just when I knew I was the last guy behind stage and they, they called my number. I mean, it just, it was, it was surreal. So just like you said, just stepping out of your comfort zone, just being able to go from a guy who was 480 pounds near death to getting out of his element and just owning it, just, just showing off the hard work. Um, something that I, I, you know, I can't put anything, I can't put a number of value on what that day meant for me besides the trophy. Like I can care less about the trophy, just meeting all like-minded individuals, like people who came from a similar struggle. It was just an amazing day. Have all of these changes for the better for you, what's been impacted outside of your physical form? I mean, are mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually? Are there other things that have benefited in your life because of the weight loss and because of your positive attitude, Alex? Yeah, I mean, mindset, I definitely believe has to, is, mindset is absolutely the most important thing um, to anything, absolutely anything. Any goals you have, business, uh, financial, you know, family at home, you know, with your physical if you don't truly like believe like, okay, I have this set, I'm going to go and get after it. You know what I mean? If you don't think you could obtain it, you're already going to fail. Um, mindset was huge. Like I said, I didn't put a number or, you know, a stamp on, you know, when I was going to have all this done, but I knew that I was going to do it because I had no other choice. Like I was literally a ticking time bomb. Like I was killing myself. Um, so mindset was always huge. You know, just having that discipline from nobody around me was on a diet. You know what I mean? Um, food was still around. I was still working in a grocery store. You know what I mean? Everything was still around me. Not everybody wanted, nobody, nobody. Like I was going to the gym by myself. It was me, my headphones and that guy in the mirror. Um, so just mindset was huge. You know, having that determination, that discipline and adapting and, you know, continually just rolling with the punches. Like, um, one thing that, is a very, is a staple with me now is, you know what I mean? I'm, I go to bed early and I'm early riser. Um, right now I'm waking up at three 30 in the morning. I usually wake up at 4am, but I just started coaching. Um, so I like having just that 30 minutes to myself in the morning, just cooking my breakfast and then reading, um, just having that appreciation that, you know, even though I came this far, I still want to go further. You know what I mean? So just, ah, uh, just now like when you ad- go, when, let's, yeah. stop, let's pause for a second. You go yeah. get up at three 30 in the morning. What time do you go to bed? Eight, eight. Yeah. So we're eight, eight, to your bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. No rest at all. Yeah. Uh, weekends, weekends are a little, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not that strict on the, on the weekends, but it's just kind of like an automatic thing. Like I don't even set an alarm. I start dozing, wake up. Um, but, yeah, just like you said, I mean, it's just mindset. It's just, you know, building those routines, those constant habits, things that just become natural. Like you don't, you don't feel like it's a task to do them. Um, well, and, and it's not like you're not busy because mm-hmm. we, we kind of had some, some issues getting you scheduled because <laughs> you're working a couple jobs. Now you're doing some coaching and, and, and yeah. things like that. So um, tell us a little bit about the, you know, what it's taking for you from, you know, again, mindset wise, but mm-hmm. what, what, 
what specifically are you doing or how are you fostering this drive to keep moving without burning yourself out? Because that's really, really important. And honestly, that's applicable to me because I'm doing basically the same thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. So that's a very, very important uh, word that you brought up, uh, burning yourself out. Um, there's definitely not enough hours in the day. Um, but I feel like I, I make the best out of them. Um, I've always been the type of guy who enjoys like regular hard labor. Um, my job, I think just like a lot of people, like I listened to Gormy's episode and I know his story. Um, I lost my job, my, my job that I've had for five years. Um, I got furloughed when, you know, the pandemic first hit. And instead of just sitting back and collecting unemployment, I just looked around and I picked up another job that was, um, you know, working. I was working overtime. I was getting, uh, you know, 60 to 70 hours a week. Uh, gyms were closed. So I was Lance Armstrong and I was riding my bike for, you know, 40 miles a day. Um, I just always try and pick up, you know, and just keep moving, keep moving. Um, but currently, um, you know, another little thing that you just adapt my CrossFit gym, um, recently closed, uh, a little under a month ago. And I had an opportunity that I got a scholarship that got, you know, that paid for my, my NASM personal training. And I work at a facility, um, to, you know, pay off that scholarship that they did for me. And I picked up, you know, a 5am class because all the people that I used to train with that CrossFit were looking for a new home. And these two girls, you know, they, they know what they're doing. Like they, when they show up in the gym, they work, they put in the work, um, but consistency and just structure and routine is tough for them. So, you know, me just guiding them and, you know, programming the appropriate workouts and they're, they hate me a little bit, but, um, you know, just doing some, some hit workouts and actually structuring programs where they could actually feel the different muscle groups and, you know, feel like, Hey, I was never sore there. And like, yeah, you're welcome. Um, but just doing that, you know, just having that, that structure, you know, I, I, I strive on consistency and routine. So just, I get, I, I get to the gym at four. I work out myself at four. They show up at five, you know, we do a little hour class and then it's back home. It's shower, you know, get my meals ready for the day. Um, my job, I'm a delivery, delivery courier for a lighting showroom in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, so I'm on the road eight to 10 hours a day, but that has never been an issue. I mean, that was an issue back at my heaviest because, you know, drive, drive throughs are readily available. Um, but I just pack my lunches, my little meal prep bag, heat them up, and then I'm good to go. So I really strive and I thrive on that routine and consistency. And then, you know, I get off work five, six o'clock and I unwind and I just relax and I feel accomplished because one thing that I'm grateful for with the 75 heart is like, I'm reading a book again. That's great. Like getting off my phone and actually reading. And then, you know, for that, there's a 45 minute indoor workout, outdoor workout, just walk. Like you guys were talking about the guy with the, with the bacon diet. Um, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, especially that it's sponsored. But, um, I lost a lot of weight. Like I lost obviously, you know, the 265 pounds, um, or 280, but I lost 11 pounds in the first week of 75 and carnivore. 
obviously that is because the whole macro change and doing two workouts a day. Um, and I slowly learned like, Hey, you need to up the fats. You need to adjust your calories and, uh, you don't need to do two hard workouts a day, like slow down. Um, so just finding, finding that balance in, in the day, especially like you said, with, with coaching, with a regular nine to five and, uh, you know, just balance yourself before you, you burn out because I also thought about doing like online coaching, but it's just too much. And you really don't want to take on, like I was a big dude and I would always clean my plate, but you don't want to put too much on your plate where, you know, you're just, you're just stuffing your face and you're, you're going to barf. So it's definitely, that's definitely something huge. It's not burning out, not taking on too much responsibility. It's pretty wise. And it's pretty wise. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to steal a little bit of Chris's thunder here. And oh. uh, one question that we always typically ask, and I'm just going to reword it a little bit is, uh, if you could talk to your younger self and alongside of that, there are a lot of members in our group. A lot of guys are going to listen to this that are just starting their journey, that are unhappy with where they're at and are more overweight that they want to be, that are, that are looking mm-hmm. for any little tips, tricks, any little motivation. So like if you were to talk to them, like you would talk to your younger self and be a little bit rude if you have to, Let's do it. <laughs> what, what is, what would the message be that you, uh, that you uh, pass along? Um, simply, I would say no one's coming to save you just, just like that. No one's coming to save you. You know what I mean? You, you have to, I wouldn't change a thing from my past. Everything happened. Um, unfortunately it took me getting that high to wake up, but just start caring about yourself before you get that far. You know what I mean? And to you guys, 480, 500 pounds, that's a lot. There's people a lot heavier than me. There's people with a lot more, you know, worse variables with, with diabetes. Like I, I'm grateful that I never had asthma. I never had, you know, sleep apnea. I never had diabetes. I never had anything. Like I was a, I, I mean, I'm not very religious, but I, I, I was a blessing. Like I didn't have any of these things. So my, just my thing to tell, you know, guys listening, people who are just starting is nobody is coming to save you. You need to wake up before it's too late. That's a tough one to follow right there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's, hard, no, no, it, it's, it's the truth. You know, like for me, it's like I, my little go-to saying is never settles. You know, yeah. it, you, you find yourself settling, something slips up. You know, I'm recently trying to do the right thing for myself and going to get doctors and checkups and blood work and dentists and, you know, do the adult thing backfired yeah. on me and then uh, having a round of antibiotics and medications sent my gut way sideways you know and it's like okay well now i'm back to square one i'm back on medication and there's work to do never yeah. settles <laughs> yeah yeah exactly one of the huge takeaways on on this type of thing is that no matter the, the methodology that you find or, or use the, the mindset is very similar um you just have to to z- zero in on ourselves look back yeah. at ourselves that's one of the things that I try to do. I don't think I always do it very well, but I think that that it's healthy for us to kind of go out of body and look back at ourselves and kind of change our um, change our point of view so that we can see ourselves yeah. the way that other people do. And I think that helps inform us quite a lot to make uh, better decisions to see 
where we're slacking off or where we could tighten things up or whatever that may be. But yeah, that's yeah, and that's that's like another reason why I brought the you know you know I have a couple keto friends, so that whole carnivore thing, World Carnivore Month. I mean, I feel like there's like a holiday for everything now, like chocolate chip cookie day and stuff. But I was like, okay, let's do it. And, you know, I stack 75 hard on it with, and I'm a huge perspective guy. Like I want to see what it's like for everybody. Um, I did a couple vegan meals over the summer. Um, wasn't a huge fan of it. Don't knock it. Just not for me. Um, I'm actually really enjoying this. Um, uh, not really like itching for Oreos, itching for my carbs. Um, I'm not going to go gun ho on day, you know, 76, uh, but I just, I, I like seeing different, bless you, I like seeing different perspective and, you know, trying things out. So if, you know, if something works and something sustainable for somebody, mm-hmm. stick to it. You know what I mean? There is no right or wrong to anything. So perspective is huge. Jim? I'm just taking it all in. And I wish that um, we could bottle what you've got, Alex, honestly. <laughs> um, because in our conversations for almost two years now and in four years of having the Keto Man's Club and everything, there are guys who, it's, this isn't the best analogy, but it's what I'm going to give you. There are guys who need to run into you at the airport lounge and your flight's mm. delayed <laughs> and you guys need to talk for an hour. One of those just random things. There's no pressure. It's just two guys that just happened to bump into each other and all of a sudden you've got this common thing and wow how you've overcome it how you've taken it and ridden with it and made yourself better in so many ways and how you know you you said that uh that scale was such a moment for you what you're doing right now is a moment for somebody else and i hope you realize that yeah because whether or not it's that person that you're coaching at 5 a.m., which, pardon me, but that's just freaking stupid. I can't get that <laughs> early. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> or whatever, but, you, but whatever the case is, yeah. you, you're you making an impact when whether or not you realize it. And I, you're, you seem to be a very modest person um, with all of these great uh, things that have happened in the last couple of years of taking control of your life again. And it's just awesome to hear. And I really hope that the people who are listening to this on down the line, take part to it, that it is possible to overcome and find a a better, healthier path for themselves. Absolutely. I I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm still not getting up at 5 a.m., dude. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's not for every, it's definitely not for everybody. That's an argument that I get into with people. It's not argument, but a fun discussion because it's like, okay, they're like, well, I got up at 445. I'm like, what time did you go to bed? 7 p.m. Okay, well, I did all my stuff before midnight. I slept till late. I feel just as good as you do. (laughs) It's funny. Like, actually, I know a couple of you guys are from uh, up north. There was one day in South Florida. uh, It was last winter. It was like 45 degrees, which is frigid for here. And uh, the owner was like pissed because I was literally the only one who showed up. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> 45, <laughs> that's shorts weather. What are you talking right? about? I loved it. I loved it. And uh, she, she even wrote a, she even wrote like a pay, uh, a post in the Facebook group. Like, okay, I guess nobody wanted to do power snatches or maybe it's because it was 45 degrees out. Well, at least Alex still showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Awesome. So let's let's normally we ask favorite foods um mm -hmm. and the, the 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 rule is always that you, the fa the favorite can't be steak um, mm -hmm. but let's do it kind of in two parts you can you can say what your kind of your favorite go-to is now or forever when you know okay. uh, you know carnivore or not but then also give us a, a little idea of what um what a day in, in in eating looks like for you is it multiple meals and if so okay. what do those look like things like that Okay. So, you know, the, the running joke is I'm the Oreo guy. Um, so if we're not talking, you know, keto carnivore, um, Oreos got me pretty thick. Um, so whenever there's like a, whenever there's a limited edition Oreo, like right now I have, um, there's a hazelnut, there's a brookie and there's a, a Java chip flavor. This is going to trigger so many of you. Listeners. <laughs> your, your knowledge of Oreos is quite yeah, right. <laughs> Suddenly the microphone went out and we lost the rest of the show. <laughs> trigger warning. Like I actually, I brought a couple of the limited editions with me to uh, Texas after the show so I could eat after the show. Um, but no, like my go-to, if we're not talking keto or carnivore, um, my go-to is definitely a calzone. Um, you know, I, I like sweets, but I, I like being satiated. So a good calzone, that's my thing. Um, but if we're talking like on my carnivore diet right now, you just can't go wrong with good old fashioned, you know, beef. Like right now, like I said, my, my diet's pretty, you know, I just eat like repetitive things. Um, I kind of stick to the same like eating time schedule. So it's about, it's uh, five meals a day. Uh, like you guys said, I wake up really early. So my first meal is 10 whole eggs with, uh, three tablespoons of Kerrygold. And, um, just throughout the day, it's, you know, dealer's choice of, you know, if it's, if it's ribeye, if it's sirloin, if it's, you know, just ground beef, I make it to beef, beef balls, um, just hit or miss. But I know you said we can't go steak, so I'm just going to go, you know, just meatballs or just, you know, ground beef, just simple. What do you put in your meatballs to keep them uh, solidified, so to speak? Because I know that a lot of people use breadcrumbs, which obviously isn't yeah. ideal. Do you use that? Do you use no. pork rinds, or what? What do you? What have you used? No, actually, I mean, I don't know if I just have like the magic touch, but I, literally all I do is I just um, gourmet put me on the uh, you know what's that Redmond's put mm -hmm. put me onto Redmond's real salt and just like coarse uh, ground black pepper and i just ball them up and put them in the air fryer okay um yeah nothing because i don't want to risk it because i don't want to get any grief like oh you're not supposed to use this so i just keep it as simple as possible and you know with my seasonings because i don't want to put you know something that might have carbs and I'm like oh you're out you didn't do carnivore right so i just keep it simple and they you know they hold up in the uh, air fryer so have you talked to um oreo and company about doing some kind of carnivore oreo Man, they, <laughs> I, I, listen, I tagged, <laughs> I've seen pe people have tagged me in like bacon wrapped Oreos. <laughs> I have people tag me in the weirdest flavored Oreos. Like, would you try? I'm like, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> that, Honestly, disgusting. That, whole, that whole bacon wrapped Oreo thing was like the latest quick trend to fly through the whole like barbecue smoking scene. It, it, it was like a big deal for like a hot minute. 
I think that would be, I mean, if you bacon wrapped it and then you deep fried it, I think that would sell at fairs. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I am down. Yeah, I, I, I've seen, oh. I've seen or heard of of bacon or uh, not bacon, uh, but but deep fried, um, deep fried Oreos before. Oh, so I'm, I'm I'm certain it could be done, and, and maybe because because bacon does pair well sometimes with sweet. I think oh, yeah. it could totally work, uh, but it definitely has to be like deep fried or something to to make it make it. <laughs> Uh, we do not advise that as members of the keto community. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that is not a keto suggestion. By it's means. all right. Everybody already left once they heard Oreos. They, they ah. left. <laughs> <laughs> so one of, one of the last few things as we start to wrap things up uh, that I wanted to uh, make sure we because this is kind of a big deal. You're a trainer now. You're you're you are becoming an icon, or a, <laughs> maybe icon strong, but a a, a, a you're becoming an influencer, if nothing else. And we were chatting a little bit about this before we started recording. But uh, you recently got a sponsorship. I did. It's and I it's did. not a small company. It's not like you know. It's it's Redcon. And, and yeah, you know, we we do have our saying: stakes over shakes. Stakes <laughs> stakes are better than shakes. And and generally speaking, I think you would even agree with that. But Absolutely. sometimes you need something to help make that macro, and you need a pure protein number or you need just a little boost midday or whatever that might be. Talk, talk about that process a little bit and what that's meant for you. Absolutely. Well, first, I'm just going to plug this out there that uh, some of the products are keto friendly. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so like I said earlier, um, I, I, live in the, I live and work in the Boca Raton area. And Redcon One just happens to be a, lo- a local uh, supplement company. And they're also... A giant in the uh, bodybuilding community and you know sports supplementation, and I've actually been like very close with them. My you know when I told you I got furloughed and I picked up a job, I was working at the warehouse. Um, so they've always you know opened opportunity for me. So I I I, I for one, I kind of cringe whenever I see people on you know social media promoting a product that they know absolutely nothing about. So I pride myself. On knowing stuff, I pride myself on knowing what's in the stuff and, you know what I mean, how to use the stuff. So that kind of just sprung upon, you know, just opportunity and, and working with them and being a product of the product. You know what I mean? Just knowing your stuff. And it's just a blessing. It's just an opportunity that I, I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, every year they they sponsor one or two people and... I made it. And I, I mean, just the, the term, the, the phrase athlete is more than just a title to me. Um, growing up being the fat kid that was always picked last in sports, just being able to, to change the demographic of, you know, you're, you're representing a big bodybuilding company. So you see all these guys who, you know, you know, they're not just having stakes, um, but just being a, a normal Joe Schmo and being, being, one of the faces of the brand is is just huge for me. So I'm just still a little shocked that that happened, but definitely grateful that that happened. Um, so yeah, that happened just before uh, 2021 hit. So 2020 was a pretty big year for me. I think it's a really great opportunity, and 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 uh, anytime that that you do have a big company like that come come behind you, that that's that says something for sure. And then I I. I echo very, very much your just to be called an athlete. I was yeah. the geek. I was the, you know, 
more or less outcast in a lot of situations. I was in uh-huh. choir. I was in the worship band. Like uh-huh. I was not an athlete growing up. And especially in most of my bachelor days, you, you know, before losing weight and actually when I was gaining all the weight, uh-huh. you know, I was very definitely not an athlete during those, those days. And I wouldn't say that I'm a great athlete at this point, but I can see that I actually have what it takes to be an athlete. And that's, yeah. Coming to that realization, you know, and, and rejecting that old me that that wasn't an athlete, that's just, that's really crazy um, and, and a lot to, to wrap your mind around. Well, um, any other uh, last bits of, of tidbits before we get your, your contact information that you would like to share? We want to make sure that we, we hit everything that you'd like to share. I mean, there's not really much else that we didn't really touch on, just... You know, like I said, for for those, you know, guys and who are just starting, um, and I know maybe even, you know, there's a couple females who listen to your podcast, even though it's the Keto Man's Club, is just listening to stories, um, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Like there is no you know, I mean you could you could blame you can count yourself out on, you know, your genes and you know how everybody in your family's big, but just don't give up. Just believe in yourself. Like literally, I'm just a normal dude. Like I'm still working a nine to five. I just happen to wake up a whole lot earlier than a lot of people. Find it in yourself and just take control of your life. That's it, really. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I, I like I'm just a normal dude. Yeah. Nine to five. I, like I, I relate it. with that so much. Like, yeah, like I, I just got into a really bad habit of waking up super early and going yeah. to gym, and then having to stumble across eating right. Like I'll oh, just kind of click. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, right. you know, I'm just a normal dude. I paint cars. Yeah. Gourmet <laughs> gives me so much for that. He's like, okay, here comes the normal dude. I'm like, oh, whatever. All right, I still got to punch it. I, I got to go. I got to go punch <laughs> it for work. All right, leave me alone. I love it. Love it. Well, how can people connect with you online and and, uh, and see more of your, your content, your story? Um, so I really just share my story on um, on Instagram. My handle is Poro92, P-O-R-R-O-9-2. Um, I have a Facebook, but I honestly don't feel offended if I, if I don't accept. I, I just I'm rarely on there. I just go on there to look at, you know, memories from X amount of years ago. But um you know, my whole story going back all the way, even before it was weight loss, it was just a personal page. So you can scroll all the way back. Um, that's where I share everything. You can catch me on there posting the same meals, talking the same stuff and, uh, you know, shaking my skin a little bit. So 492 on Instagram. Very cool. Very cool. Definitely worth the follow keto or not just because it really is a, uh, Hey, if you can do it, you can too. And I, I was, while we were talking, I was going back and I saw that you, you had that video montage of, of you in the vest and then checking out all the new suit jackets and the things that fit right off the rack and yeah. all of that. And it's, 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 uh, it's inspiring to say, to, to, to put a word on it. And so thank you for, for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, quick reminder again to our listeners, um, we, we would covet your, your support. If you thought that uh, Alex's story was something that um, a friend or a family member needs to hear, please share this episode with them. We, uh, we would love for you to do so. And then um, if you would like to uh, reach out to us, uh, have any questions, comments, you can do so through our website, theketomansclub.com. 
as well as the email and the phone number that I listed earlier. Also in the show notes. So um, that's it for this week. We uh, appreciate your listen. And until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.